Hey. Hey, you. Yeah, you, the one who tuned into the Pin Pals podcast. Are you looking to get custom pins made super easy? Are you new to the pin game and don't know where to start? Perhaps you don't even know the difference between soft enamel and hard enamel. Or maybe you're a polished pin maker, you've been in the game for a while, but your current manufacturer just isn't cutting it. Well, I got some good news for you. My friends over at Your Stuff Made can help make you custom pins. They are wizards at this kind of stuff. They work under strict ethical guidelines so you know your pins are being produced clean and safe for the environment. Their team actually cares about what they make. And best of all, they're not a middleman. They have direct access and control over tools, machinery, and resources needed to make enamel pins. So this means super low costs and fast shipping times. They are the real deal. And speaking of deals, you know where I'm going with this. I got one for you. If you order custom pins from Your Stuff Made, you can save 10% off your entire order. And with this inflation going crazy these days, 10% can be huge. Especially if you're new to the pin game, every dollar counts. So all you have to do is visit yourstuffmade.com, fill out a quote, and under the referral section, select the Pin Pals podcast. That'll tell them that I sent you, and that's how you get 10% off all your custom pin orders. Once again, the place to be is yourstuffmade.com. Let them know the Pin Pals podcast sent you. So, what are you waiting for? Start creating today. Welcome back to the Pin Pals podcast, the podcast about enamel pins and the super rad makers behind them. I'm your host, Eric from Warrior Pins, and thank you for joining me this week for episode 22. How about that? 22 episodes of Pin Pals. That's got to be at least, I don't know, 25 to 30 hours of just pin nerds geeking out. Gotta love it. All right, first item on the agenda. We have two new Buy Me A Coffee members. We had two awesome pin makers sign up this past week. So got to give props to Jerry from Enigma Pins and Manny from Manny Cartoon Studio. Both these folks decided it was a great idea to support the Pin Pals podcast on a monthly basis. They joined VinPin, Miss Penny, Pin Lord, Pins by Charlie, Pinsomnia Designs as the growing community, as the folks who decided to support Pin Pals on a monthly basis. I could not be any more grateful whether this list continues to grow or if it shrinks. The fact that you're supporting my creative endeavors on a monthly basis is just, it's, it's heartwarming. Kind of cheesy to say that, but uh, you know I'm grateful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you guys all are having fun in the Discord and we're all connecting and we're building this community together. Like, what more could I ask for? It's, it's, it's awesome, truly from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I say it every week, and I'll continue to say it every week. I'm forever grateful. Today we have our good buddy, What The What Pins, on the show. The shop is run by Rob Fairburn, who is located in the swamps of Louisiana. He's a good dude making some rad pins. He's got uh, a pin from Kim's Convenience, uh, Appa, who is the father of the show. 
he made a pin of him, and that's just great. Uh, great show, great pin. Uh, he also made this classic 80s, 90s game. It's like the water ring toss handheld game where like you push a button and it squirts air through water and you got to get these rings to float on these spikes. I think I'm doing a terrible job at explaining it, but if you see it, you'll know what I mean. Um, we actually talk about it on the podcast, but you can also head on over to his website or his Instagram page to see what I'm talking about. We have a great show. We talk about all the usual topics, so you can expect a uh, jam-packed episode, if you will. Fun fact, this was also the first interview that I recorded for season three. As always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Pin Pals wherever you're listening to this. Uh, Seriously, every little thing helps. Every like, every comment, every share, whether you're reposting it on your stories, uh, copy-paste a link in the text messages, whatever. It's all free. It all takes two seconds, and it really does go a long way. If you want to watch the podcast, you can do so on YouTube, and I think it should be working on Spotify. At least it's working on my end, if that's your thing. Um, you can also support Pin Pals at buymeacoffee.com slash pinpalspodcast. You can join the many folks that I talked about at the beginning of these in- this intro. These, this intro. And uh, you get a lot of fun rewards and you get some perks and uh, you get access to you get access to a lot of things. I highly recommend you go check it out. Buymeacoffee.com slash pinpalspodcast. It's the place to be right now. Um, I think that covers everything, so yeah, let's just jump into my pinversation with my pin pal, What the What Pins. Welcome to Pin Pals, Rob. How is it going? Guys, yeah, pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Just got off of work. Uh, made like my fourth cup of coffee. I'm excited. Officially, season three is underway. and um, Nice. I'm just excited to finally be able to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is the first time we've actually spoken, but, you know, lots and lots of messages on the Instagram about random stuff. About a lot of things. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's pretty cool. It's pretty wild, actually. This is the first time we're talking face-to-face. Yeah. Um, but I kind of like the fact that, like, Everything that we're going to be talking about, yes, we've probably talked about it in the DMs, but it'll be like organic and it just it comes out differently when you're actually like talking with someone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, for one, you can't really plan every single word placement and what you want. <laughs> I need this to make <laughs> sense. So, yeah. Um, all right. So let's just get right into it. Um, tell the audience, tell our listeners and YouTube viewers who you are and your pin shop. Uh, I'm Rob Fairburn. Uh, my pin shop is What the What Pins. Uh, I'm in South Louisiana. I don't really know what else you want. <laughs> There's that's it. That's all there is to know about me. Those three things. If you had uh, three, if you had to use three adjectives to describe the pins that you make in your shop, what would they be? This is funny because I have pulled my uh, my followers to. Uh, pretty much the same exact thing but because i was looking for direction i'm kind of all over the place uh but nostalgia is definitely the the thing that binds them all together um 
I do like I love nerdy stuff, but slightly uh, slightly off nerdy stuff. Not like I'm not like oh I'm different. I'm not like other nerds, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like a hipster nerd. Kind of, yeah. Things that I think the nerds would shun a little bit as being a little too mainstream. <laughs> the deep cuts, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Yeah, a lot of stuff from the, the... I grew up in the 80s, but my brother and sister are five and seven years older than me. So a lot of my childhood was heavily influenced by the late 70s from their childhood because I'm the youngest of the three and uh, kind of got their leftovers as far as pop culture was concerned, which I'm grateful for because it was such a fantastic era for pop culture. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can see some of that stuff. Isn't... Uh, I'm looking at... I'm scrolling through the website right now. The Muppet, that's a that's a pretty old school, I think. Yeah, it's actually it's not even really a Muppet. That is a uh, my pet monster. But uh, a buddy of mine who has since passed away, uh, I used to work with him at a coffee shop, and he and I were talking about how weird that toy was because the uh, the whole concept there is essentially that you have a Muppet roommate, like, and it comes to life. You know what I mean? So how weird so that is the concept. Weird, that yeah. Absolutely wouldn't fly today. Like that. People would be like, that's stupid. <laughs> and, uh, so when I made the pen, I, I named it Muppet Roommate, sort of as a nod to him. That's pretty cool. Um, and the other pin that I saw is the um, that water game. You like press the button, it pumps water, and you got to get the hoops yeah. through like a little thingy. <laughs> yeah. That the that pin. What happened was I saw, uh, I believe it's Lively Ghost that made the ship in a bottle with the shark under it. I have it right next to me. I don't know why I'm describing it. Uh, this guy with the clear top. Have you seen that one? Oh, no, I haven't seen that one. That's pretty sick. It is amazing. And it has a, the clear in the top, and then the bottom is like some sort of resin, and it's got the 3D under that and everything. Oh, that's It cool. is absolutely uh my favorite pen that I've ever seen ever produced by anybody. And when I saw that, I was like, what else would work really well with clear, you know, cause I, I kind of wanted to figure out what I could do. And my fiance, who is basically the other half of this business, who uh, basically gives me every idea that sells whenever I have ideas, I'm like, this is going to be great. And they don't sell. That's generally my idea. But when she's like, you should do this. Those are the ones that <laughs> really take off. But, uh, that's what she came up with. Her idea was like the, it's Waterfall is actually the, the brand of the original. And actually, I don't have any more My Pet Monsters or the water toy pins because a uh, haunted house that stays open year round did a Christmas event, a Krampus event, and they bought them all off of me to sell in their shops. Oh, how about that? That's pretty cool. Yeah. How did that uh, go about? Like, um, did they reach out to you or did you reach out to them? Actually, my one of my best friends, uh, Michael Faust, um, works at one of the locations. He now works at several of them. They own, I think, 17 of them across the nation. Oh, um, damn. He is their actor coordinator. He's based out of Austin, Texas. Actually, do you watch uh, the special effects makeup TV show Face Off? I've seen episodes. I, I don't yeah. watch it religiously, but I know what that is. He and his brother were both on different seasons of it. He was on season four. Um, he was the guy that everybody in that season called Disco Wolverine. He, 
because <laughs> That's a great if you oh, I had the if you see him that that is that is the perfect like if you mix like old Elvis and Wolverine you get Michael Faust. That's but vibe. anyway, he worked for him and he uh, hooked me up with them. Like said, got their uh, marketing person to reach out to me and uh, we discussed it back and forth. And originally they wanted to do a custom pin, but it was too close for production times to meet what they needed. So since it was a Krampus event, they picked three that were toy based, which is what I do. Mm -hmm. um, and went with that. They went with the Knight Rider Big Wheel, the water toy and the my pet monster that's pretty so cool. i have almost none of those left now <laughs> well that's I actually awesome. don't i don't have two of them on my personal pin board where i put like i made this pin i don't have the my pet monster or the waterfall toy <laughs> i had to pull them off of that to have enough to like send everything out dude i've been there so many times you'd think you'd yep. learn after like the first couple but it, it just always happens because you end up like giving a couple pins away to some friends yeah. or ones on the website and then a couple sell on Etsy or something like that. And it, it, uh, it's, it, it, it breaks my heart to know that I don't have like any like original sets and stuff like that of my own pins. Yeah. Like, I'm thinking of doing a, a re like another run of both of those literally just so I can have one. Like <laughs> that would be a second run, but still. Oh, I mean, they got uh, 16 other locations that you can uh, try and get those pins out to. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully. I mean, anywhere you can, right? For real. <laughs> um, so tell me, Rob, what is your earliest pin memory? Uh, this is sort of sad and embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> my parents went to Branson, Missouri when I was little, and they came back with like the you know the vacation destination spot ones that was like a banjo and it said Branson on it um but there one of them was a, a white Stratocaster and it didn't say Branson it was just a very small white Stratocaster and years later when I started playing guitar my first guitar was a white Stratocaster oh. and I happened to come across that pin in a drawer again somewhere and I put it on my strap and it stayed there for ages I wish I knew where it was now but I don't that's pretty cool full circle yeah. I think my first yeah, electric guitar was also a Strat. Was it the uh, the Squire? I think it was a Squire. Squire yeah, made in Mexico ones. Yeah, Probably that's what I had stupid too. cheap. I actually still have it. It's it's two rooms behind me in a closet, but I, I do still have it. It's that's got such one a great now, guitar. Though. Yeah, it it was a beast. Like for, I don't, literally like $200, I think, originally brand new. Like, it was not an expensive guitar. It was, yeah. I mean, it did everything I needed to do for 20 years. Well, that's not, about 15 years. <laughs> like, math doesn't add up. I'm old, but not that old. But a lot of people that I've listened to on here, they're every, well, not all, every, but so many of them are like, Disney, Disney pins, Disney trading, but I'm in Louisiana, man. Both Disneys are not close to me. Like, one is, uh, I mean, California is forever away, and then Orlando is, I think, 10 to 14 hours, depending, you know, traffic and whatnot, because we would drive, we wouldn't fly, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's too many of us. Oh, well, that's interesting. I, I never really thought about that, but I guess that makes sense. There's nowhere really in the middle to uh, no. get your Disney fix. Mm -mm. Well, I mean, you're in New Jersey, right? 
I'm in Jersey, um, but uh, I have family out down in Florida. So growing up, oh, yeah, we yeah. would kind of use that as an excuse to to visit the family mm-hmm. and then go to the parks. And I had a younger sister too, so it was just like, oh, let's take the kids to Disney. And and uh, was very fortunate to to be able to have those like experiences. I don't think I saved many of the pins. I have like a couple, maybe like one or two. Yeah. I don't know what that lanyard was, but I know I have pictures of just it like full and like trading and stuff like that. When uh, when I have my 13 year old I was telling you about earlier is biologically my child. And I have two that are very soon to be stepchildren, but we all live together. But when it was just me and my 13 year old, that's when I started collecting pens when she was probably nine. And honestly, I was thinking about it the other day when I was thinking about, you know, prepping for this. She is the reason I got back into pens again, because she wanted a denim jacket to put pens on when she was like nine years old. And uh, that was cool as fuck. So I started digging, and friends of mine started sending them to me. And this, the way that this connects is, uh, we have a full set of the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, except for Doc from like the early '80s. And Ooh. so, if anybody has a Doc out there with the purple backer card, that's the one we're looking for. <laughs> we'll clip this out, and uh, this this will be a post. We'll get the word out there. We got yeah. we got to complete the set. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's pretty cool, though. Um, so she just kind of... How does a nine-year-old even get into into that? That's I rad, honestly, rad parents. It's a bit of a happenstance. Right when she was doing that is when uh, my friend Deathwish Dina, I went to visit Austin, and she was in Austin, and we she needed a wedding date. And I was like, oh, okay, that gives me a reason to go visit Austin where a lot of my friends are. And... Uh, she had two that she found that looked like the the happy face. Are you familiar with Hedwig and the Angry Inch? I am not. Okay, it's musical. It's fantastic. It is my. It's right up there. It's either my first or second, and that and Hamilton kind of go back and forth. But anyway, there's a, a happy face in it that's like split in two, and that's a big part of the story. But this was two little pieces that went together that looked like that. So there were tiny little pins. And that was the first pins I had gotten since probably the Stratocaster pin. But within weeks of that is when uh, my oldest was asking me for pins for and a denim jacket to put pins on. So that's kind of what got searching for pins for them for Christmas is what got me into pins again when I was an adult. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That is so cool. Um, so So tell me. What made you actually uh, take the leap into making pins? Um, looking for pins that I wanted that I didn't see other people making. And eventually, uh, my fiance, Lizzie is her name. I'm just going to call her Lizzie rather than my fiance from here on out. Um, was just like, just make it. She's like, see how much it costs to get one made. And so that started digging into costs and everything. And uh, I was like, this is... It's not there's not a huge threshold to entry here as far as like getting these pins. I mean, I have to get a hundred of them, but not going to cost that much money. Um, and so I started just kind of digging into that. Uh, what the what pins was originally an Instagram that was what the what toys. And essentially I would carry, I used to travel with another job. Uh, are you familiar with painting with a twist? Painting with a twist. It's it a sounds similar. It's a sip and paint company where you go and get drunk while somebody is on stage and teaches you how to like step-by-step go through a painting. 
I, love I was it. I worked for their their corporate offices. I was a corporate artist. That was my official job title. And uh, I would travel the country when they would open new locations and train their uh, people how to, they already knew how to paint, but I would train them how to do the job on stage, essentially. Okay. Um, and there was a point to the story and I've completely lost my train of thought. What the what toys? Thank you. Uh, and what <laughs> I would do is I would like toy dinosaurs or like little army men or tiny robots or anything like that I could find. I would keep in my pockets and I would just hide them all over the place. So all over the country, there are tiny little toys hidden in random like flower pots or on top of door frames. And I would take photos of them and post it to what the what toys. And that's it. There was no explanation or anything. It was just something to keep me entertained while I was on these trips. Um, and when it came time to do what the what pins, I just co-opted all that stuff over and changed the oh, I should probably tell you to entertain myself in my spare time, I make up fake businesses. And so I made up <laughs> uh, what the what toys as a business and actually like planned everything out as far as like floor plans and what the business, the building would look like. And I had a logo and everything. I've got shirts made for it that say what the what toys. Oh, I love and, it. Uh, whenever it came time to do what the what pins, I just changed toys to pins, use the same logo and went with that. <laughs> so my first pin was, uh, the robot with cat ears logo which is from what the what toys originally that is a classic pin that is the, <laughs> the that is the logo that is your instagram yeah profile pic yeah and that's the only one of those i have left and so that one's not going anywhere that one's stay it's for my best <laughs> yeah yeah you don't want to lose that oh okay that's pretty cool that's pretty interesting um so what was the process like making that pin, like in particular? Because I'm sure you've since learned a lot. Yeah, that one actually made on my iPhone with a program that I downloaded on an iPhone 3 that has just, as I've upgraded all my phones, has transferred over. It was a free program called Art Studio. And it has just, I don't think they have updated it in forever. I don't even know if it's available anymore. But it is a very, very, very stripped down Photoshop. But that's what I had on my phone to work with. Um, and it was not easy because you had to do everything with your fingertips, like on the phone screen and mm. getting all that together. And oh, Jesus. Not even a stylus or anything? No, just a, a iPhone. I think at that point it was a 5C, maybe. Maybe Ooh. a 6. Yeah. Okay. But... uh so I got it all worked out on that, and it looked okay. It didn't look great. And I went with, uh, you know, it was my first pen. You hear everybody talk about it. How do you find suppliers when you start out, or manufacturers, rather? Um, and once you get started, they come to you constantly all day, every day. But <laughs> um, trying to find that first one, because Googling it, searching it, you're, it's so hard to find. So I went with Wizard Pens, um, which... Uh, was very expensive um and i got half as many pins as i normally get the pin itself is great it's fantastic quality and i can't i can't say anything bad about the quality uh but it was it did cost about i mean i got half as many and it cost twice as much as my manufacturer i use now so that's what four times as much yeah um but dealing with them was uh it was not it was not bad it was not a nightmare but it was just like 
you know, here's your stuff. We're going to send you a proof. All right, we're shipping your pen out. And then you get it. So it's not bad if you want to go with them to start out with, see if it's, you know, oh, maybe I want to make pens. Maybe I don't. And you can't find a manufacturer. I didn't mind going to Lizard Pens, I guess. It just made me a little sick whenever I ordered my second pen from my current manufacturer. And it was <laughs> so much cheaper. <laughs> yeah, but I I see what you're saying. Sometimes going with the middleman, um, mm-hmm. it just... it. There's like you don't really have to worry about too much. You know that they're gonna get done and they're gonna yeah. look nice. You don't have to worry about all the details or know the ins yeah. and outs of all that stuff. That's when and you really like say that's time actually and stuff. with where I was going when I started that story. By the way, the ADD is strong with me, so I will start a story and then halfway through pivot and not even realize it. But the uh, the the image that I made was not great, and when I sent it to Wizard Pens, they cleaned it up and it made for a nice looking pen. Um, it's not exactly my logo. It's very, very close. They did, you know, a fantastic job interpreting what I sent them. Um, what I sent them was really set up to do screen prints rather than Mm -hmm. make a pen because that's what my history is in. I have a degree in printmaking. So I I set it up to where it would make sense as like a four color print because I didn't know anything else. And, uh, they did a, a pretty decent job getting it put together. How did you go about uh, like trying to sell it? Like, so you got you got the pin in hand. Did you mm-hmm. open up an Etsy shop? Did you start a website? Was it just uh, I went with cold with, DMing? I went with Shopify. Um, okay, I, a, a buddy of mine was using it to do other stuff, and uh, I worked for a nonprofit art organization, and they used Shopify to set up all of their stuff as well. And uh, my friend is the guy who set it up for them. So I just got him to come over and basically baby stepped me through the whole process because as you noticed, when we were trying to set this up, uh, technology is not my thing. I am like the least amount of technology that is the best for me. Let me, let me design something and hand it off to somebody else. Uh, like the 3d printing, like we were talking, <laughs> yeah, I just get my buddy to print that I'll, I'll tell him what I want and he'll do it. Sometimes I wish my life was like that too, but I've also liked doing things myself, which is kind of like been a downfall at times, you know? Yeah. I'm the same way, but it's more of a hands-on kind of situation. Um, and the technology to me is the disconnect. Yeah. Like I'm constantly making stuff with my hands, but if it comes to like, Oh, you gotta have this program and do this. I'm like, no, I'll just, I'll get my exacto knife and some foam core and we'll see what happens. (laughs) I want to do that, but people have been telling me about, uh, that sculpting, uh, within like iPad programs and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. So that's something that I'm going to get sucked down like into like just many endless nights of trying to sculpt and, and I'm just going to end up throwing the iPad like through the door and just grabbing the clay and just like. You know, yeah. It, I I get what you're saying about actually creating with your hands and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm I'm tactile. You know, being able to put mm-hmm. my hands on it, and I, I really, it's like whenever you know, and I guess it was ninety. No, it had been 2003. It was when I went back to college after I dropped out the first time. Um, when I started taking digital art classes and you were doing things on the computer and we were learning stuff in Photoshop. And at first I was like, this is dumb because I had to take it as a, as an elective for my art degree. And then by the end of the semester, I'm like, this is the best thing ever (laughs) now that I know how to use it. Yeah. That's funny. I went to school. I forgot. 
I started in like digital animation or digital computer or something like that. And we were just kind of learning 3D programming. But I found it so difficult and the learning curve was like, oh my mm-hmm. God, I'm never going to get this. Like, let me just stick to like working a video camera and understanding that. And, and that's <laughs> what I ended up going to school for, for, for media production. Yes. But here I am, I don't know. I think I just did the math. It's like 10 years since I got my bachelor's. And now I'm like learning like 3D programming, like CAD programs and stuff like that. It, the, the learning curve definitely becomes uh, harder. It, it ramps up. It's like steeper, I guess, as you get older. And that's just yeah. like the, the old people in us just being like, uh, I hate it. Yeah. I don't want Speaking it. Of, uh, of that, uh, and we'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but Procreate has done a fantastic job of making like digital art more accessible oh my god yes <laughs> oh like, my god that made a world of difference like saying you know i did the first pen and actually uh it may not hmm, they were right on each other's heels that the logo pen may not have been my first pen uh yeah it was it absolutely was well the other one is the the little toy uh phone the Fisher Price, or I forget yes. if it's Play School, phone pen. I ordered them within a week of each other. I found the manufacturer, and I honestly don't remember which one came from which. I think the yes, they're okay. Yeah, I told you the truth. The, okay. the robot is from Wizard Pens. The other one is from uh, my current manufacturer, who I will gladly share if people are looking for a manufacturer. <laughs> that's cool um but that's that's wild though the, you were just uh just within like a week of each other you were able to find a manufacturer and then you ordered like another set of pins well i um i think every person who's been on your show has mentioned joe from nerd pins uh joe <laughs> van dyke from nerd pins and i literally just dm'd him and was like who do you use and he told me straight up because i couldn't get anybody else to you know get up off their supplier and let me know who it was mm-hmm. and he was just like you know the more people that are doing this the better for everybody in the the hobby or subculture or whatever you want to call it so he straight up told me who his was and if anybody wants to know i'll gladly let him know uh, well, that's that's pretty cool so then things must have gone pretty well with the first pin and then you just kind of from there started the spot how are you getting the the word out with your pins um, through Instagram, and actually at that point it was during like, I guess the pandemic hit in March 13th, and I ordered my pins in May. So I, I went through a couple other things, just trying to keep myself busy for the first couple of months, because you know we're like, oh, 14 days flat in the curve, maybe April 1st, and then it was just like <laughs> clearly this is going to take a while, and uh, I didn't have anything else to do all day. I was just at home with my kids. And, uh, so it was super easy. I, I literally set a timer for every, uh, I think three hours to get back online, do a little more like, uh, commenting and, you know, liking people's posts. And I would find people who made similar stuff to what I wanted to make. And I assume their audience would be the same. And I would just go down their follower list and just follow, 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 follow. And, uh, I would follow, my goal was to get 20 followers a day. And I did that every day 
for like six months. And uh, so I got up to about 4,000 followers pretty quickly, but I'm still under 5,000 followers a year and a half later. Like organic growth is not a thing anymore. It's very difficult, but I will say <laughs> that that's, that's pretty impressive to be able to, to get that uh, as a, like a pandemic business, someone starting yeah. new, like already like in 2020, the algorithm and, and people were, you know, com- still complaining about Instagram and, and the organic growth. So I think, I think just that itself is, is like a pretty wild accomplishment in a year and a half, 4,000, it like relative, like, you know, yeah, it might not absolutely. be to some other people, but. Oh, it was, and it was not easy to get to that. Like I say, it was literally every single day, every three hours an alarm would go off and I would make a post, follow people, comment on stuff. And it would be like, probably an hour's worth of work. And then, you know, two hours after that, an alarm would go off and I would make a post and (laughs) follow people and every single day for six months, honestly, every single, and finally I was like, okay, this has become an obsession. So I have to break away from that. So then I went to just posting three times a day with no alarms, just whenever I thought about it. (laughs) Still, man. That's uh, that's some dedication. That's consistency. But that's what you need when you're trying to grow. To yeah. Stay consistent like that. So to do that for s- six months, dude, that's still insane. Good for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I don't. I could never do that. I would go crazy at this point. Because uh, just trying to think about always like the best kind of content to put out there, and you, you put all your eggs in in like that one post and you're just like oh i hope this is the one that like takes off takes off and you just put all this energy so kudos to you for being able to keep that up yeah i think uh one of the first conversations you and i had was what makes for good engagement because i was like just at a loss and i think i just sent it to you on warrior pins uh like what do you think makes for good engagement and you were like dude i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i was like fair enough That sounds like something I might say. Yeah. Uh, but it's like, you know, t- t- as a serious answer, it really just all depends on the type of account that you have. Yeah. I think in this case, if I had to give you like an answer, what's the best type of engagement for pin makers? Um, using stickers on stories, showing people work in progress, getting, get like have them vote. Should I continue this? Should I do this? Have them, you know find ways to get them to be part of the process, uh, do time lapses and and things like that. There's a lot of cool, like little features within Instagram to help you get, uh, engagement. Um, my favorite first, not post, but first story of the day is put something up and then put a poll on it because whether or not they answer, you know, yes or no is engagement. It does not matter. I think at one point, uh, I put up a post that was just like coffee, yes or no. <laughs> that was it. Like, and I think, you know, 111 people within the first hour had an opinion about whether or not coffee was yes or no. And I'm like, sweet. Now to I put like up that. the post that makes sense. And that's a form of engagement. And they're just getting yeah. all these people to be like, yo, what the hell? What are you, what are you on? What are you smoking? All that kind of stuff. And I'm like, that's fucking low-key genius. It is. It's absolutely genius. Um, there was one I was looking at the other day. The same thing. I had to unfollow because I, it's like I know your game. I'm not going to fall into this trap. 
And uh, what was it though? I absolutely can't remember at this point. I follow it, you know, like I said, my method for getting followers was to follow so many people that now I'm like having to weed out like, okay, this doesn't make any sense for me to follow. They don't follow me back. So let me just go ahead and, you know, get rid of this, you know, Eastern European page that is about sports cars that I've never heard of, you know, like why does my channel follow that channel? So, I mean, it's, it's like <laughs> nothing personal against them. It's like my content means nothing to them. There's means nothing to me. Let's just, you know, break this off. Yeah. I think we, I think everyone listening can relate to that in some way or another. Right. Um, speaking of content. So for you, for, for what the, what pins specifically, what do you think is working? What kind of uh, posts seem to be like, you know, performing well relative to your um, world? One of the things I've found recently that seems to be performing well, because I hit a lull for a while where it was just like, you know, I do three posts a day and they were getting like eight and nine likes a, a piece and that's it. And, uh, and I mean, that's, that is ridiculous. That's like your aunt has an Instagram page where she posts just pictures of like, a tree or whatever you know that's like that level of likes and uh so I had to change things up and one of the things I've started doing is posting designs I've made that I you know have long since forgotten about you know like I was really excited about the time didn't get any traction then so I just kind of you know they're further down the file list on procreate I've gone back through those and I'm basically putting backgrounds on them from whatever the source material was hmm. and uh, kind of making one post a day of like, this could have been a pin. And if people are interested, it might still be able to be a pin. And those have been getting better reactions than, you know, even my, my pins that I've actually got available. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, and then I try to keep one column where it looks like you know, here's a catalog. So they all have white backgrounds. That's how my page is formatted. Um, yeah, I like that. I stopped well, doing thanks. that, but I like it. <laughs> I'm a sucker uh, for an aesthetic or style, yeah. something that's just like consistent. Again, I just ripped that off completely from Nerd Pins. Just I looked at his page <laughs> and I'm like, he does well. I'm going to do that. Does he still do uh, that? Is he still keeping uh, that up? I honestly don't know. Um, I haven't been to his actual profile in so long, but I, I mean, I see his posts every single day. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much of my business is like, Joe does it. So <laughs> I'm going to see if it'll work for me. It's good. It's trial and error. Joe. Yeah. I mean, at the beginning, I was so blind about like any of it. So I was like, mm -hmm. let me just find pages I like and I'll do what they do until something makes a little more sense to me. So a lot of it is uh, lively ghosts. I've kind of, how are they doing their stories? What's going on with them? What works for the, you know what I mean? Uh, but I think that's a sound strategy for anyone, especially if they're starting out. It gives you like yeah. a blueprint, a little guideline to follow. And then eventually you'll find your own groove. Mm -hmm. You'll find like what your audience resonates with and you just switch and change up, you know, as need be. Yeah. It's the same thing as art school. You start out copying the masters. So I figured I'd do the same thing here. Isn't that <laughs> what they say? All art derives from great art or something like that? Like there's no uh, original art. Yeah, there's no. The yeah, it, it's all derivative. It's all. Uh, I mean, seriously, the best artists out there are art history students more than they You know what I mean? Anybody can develop the skill, the physical craft of it. But the people who are making the really good stuff know the history of it. And they know why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
I feel like that applies to pretty much anything. Absolutely. I mean, look at uh, look at your musicians. Look at people like you know Rush. Of course, they're big old music nerds, and they're the greats. So they are. They are. Uh, <laughs> it is. Is didn't Rush? Do I have this correctly? Rush and Trailer Park Boys. Oh, I have no idea. I tried oh. watch. I used to work at a video store in Austin uh, called Vulcan Video. Uh, when that was when Trailer Park Boys was really a thing, and I tried to watch it, and my nerves just couldn't handle it. Like, yeah, I'm sure this is very funny, but I won't. I will never know because I can't make it through an episode without my. Uh, as my sister puts it, it feels like my insides are trying to shrink away from my outsides. <laughs> it's definitely an acquired taste. I don't think you're gonna yeah. get into that after one one show, but mm-hmm. uh, but anyway. Um, that's pretty cool. Are are you on um, in terms of like any of the newer social platforms like Clubhouse or TikTok or I don't even know if there's anything else out there. Have you ventured onto I, that stuff? I have a TikTok. I don't understand it. Again, I just tell <laughs> my I, my 13 year old. I'm like, what do I do? And they'll tell me to do something, and I just I do what they tell me, and hope it works. Have you danced yet? Uh, do you I don't have know any content one. of Rob dancing. <laughs> no, none of that. Uh, like the TikTok dances. There, if you go back in my personal Instagram far enough, there is there's one of me hula hooping, <laughs> and there's one that's a boomerang of uh, when I used to work at Painting with a Twist. One of the things I would basically do is explain to people that my dancing is getting your top half to do a different dance from your bottom half, and somebody filmed it and boomeranged it, and it's perfect. And that is literally what is happening is the top and bottom half of my body are doing two different dances. So it is out there. You can find it. We might have to use that uh, to help uh, promote the show. Sure. <laughs> That's the content I think it. people want. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, all right. Before we move on. So we just talked about, you know, a little bit about e-commerce, a little bit about social media and marketing. Do you have any kind of like tips uh, for anyone starting out um, as far as social media goes? You know, what kind of advice maybe would you instill in them? Uh, like you said earlier, consistency is the key. I'm looking at my notes because, uh, yes, <laughs> whenever I listened to the first episode of Pen Pals, I was like, I got to start making notes. Uh, Pen Pals notes. Crazy. Okay. Um, yeah, consistency has done okay for me. I wish if somebody has something better to tell me, like, you know, I heard y'all say one time, like back in the day in the glory days, you could do a post at three and get all the engagement in the world. And I'm like, okay, but what time do I post now? Like, what is working now? Because my analytics tell me that, like, between you know, lunch hour is when things are really peaking, but my engagement does not tell me that. You know what I mean? Like, it uh, is weird. Yeah. And I don't know if it's the same thing for you too, but like my engagement, at least on my page, looks the same, like from 12 to like 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like, there's not much difference between like how many people are online between those hours. So I'm like, when do I post? Oh, but yeah. sometimes when I post at like 8 or 9 a.m., maybe before people get into their workday or something like that, those posts tend to do well. 
Yeah. Like what? I don't. It's a fucking mystery, man. <laughs> I tried to do one. Uh, I dropped my kids off at school, and then I head to the coffee shop where you know where I do my office hours, and uh, I try to get one as soon as I get there and sit down. Like even usually before I order my coffee, I'll try to do a post because, like you said, maybe that early post is going to catch some people, and if you miss it, if people are already at work, you you've missed the boat till at least lunch. Um, and if you post it just a little bit too early, it gets buried in everything else before anybody sees it. So it is just, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's so I, that's tough. why I do, that's why I do three a day. Cause maybe one of them will be at the right time. I'm sure. I, I mean, the odds are in your favor, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you've made running the, the, the what to what pins? Um, I don't want to say that I've been perfect. That's not what I mean. But as far as like the biggest mistake, I cannot really think of like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know what I mean? Um, or maybe there was something like. Um, this is what I thought about because, you you know, you've asked everybody what's the biggest mistake. And I've thought about it like what is what is the thing I've done wrong? But I've been, I think, so like cautious before I make any move. Uh, not that I always make the best move, but I haven't made any giant, like, now I have ordered pins that I have sold zero of, but there's no way of knowing that, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, the, the EBDB pin, have you seen that? It's like the elevator meme. Yes. Uh, I did the pin and it's just a black pin that says that EBDB in that font and it glows in the dark. Uh, I think I have sold one of those and I've had it for eight months <laughs> interesting are you so also on etsy be... no i'm not on etsy I, I don't really know anything about etsy and but again the whole technology thing i'm afraid of it so i need to get into that but that also may be why i haven't made any huge mistakes it's because i'm like <laughs> new well, things no thank you that's interesting okay um not that i'm not going to do it but i should do it yeah, I, I'm not trying to like preach to the choir or anything, but I would say that like setting up your it it relatively, I think inexpensive. You just pay to have like your listing. It's like twenty cents per listing, um, and then Etsy takes a fee out of every you know every order that comes through. So I don't know what it equates to as far as like Etsy fees in total versus Shopify fees, uh, but I will say the search engine uh, is really big for etsy okay Uh, so maybe you can just you know you don't have to like worry yourself about trying to list all your pins but i don't know you know see what uh see what ebdb does on uh on etsy yeah Um, i mean i have plenty (laughs) (laughs) um one of the things uh a mistake that i have made is i did not order start ordering stickers early enough um I only just started ordering stickers, I think, since we talked about it, whenever you were, you know, you've since canceled Sticker Club. But uh, when you were mentioning Sticker Club for the basically the pen designs that I'm really excited about that maybe one other person in the world would be really excited about order, you know, a stack of stickers as opposed to the pens at first. And I've started doing that. I have Peter Dinklage on a scooter. Um, I don't know if you've seen that sticker, but it's literally just Peter Dinklage on a kick scooter. Um, I think I've seen that. Yeah. And I did the the Megatron being changed to Galvatron in the original Transformers animated movie. That's a holographic <laughs> sticker. 
So, uh, and I've just, I did those in the last couple of weeks. Um, and basically it was whichever Instagram ad came through with a sale because you can get so many stickers for nothing and there's no risk. Mm -hmm. So, and then I have a thing and I'm excited about it. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. It, it's, it's also like a low, a low cost uh, to mm -hmm. try and figure out what the next pin, uh, what the yeah. next pin design might be. So I like using that as a gauge. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Let's see. I'm looking at my list of questions. What do you I'm think is your most? Oh, just trying to think of a mistake. Yeah, I know I've made them. <laughs> Maybe I just blocked them out. <laughs> you live and you learn, and you don't dwell on the past. Yeah, that's that's, that's what it is. Pretty much what it is, right? <laughs> Um, what do you think is the most important thing about running a pin shop? You know, is it like putting out quality products? Is it honing in on the niche? What do you think is like number one? Um, making pins that you like, you're probably not going to sell as much if, as if you made, uh, you know, baby Yoda's or whatever the hot item is at the time. Not, not anybody makes baby Yoda pins. I love them putting that out there. I'm just saying baby Yoda pins are going to sell. Uh, but make pins that you're proud of because then, you know, even if they don't sell, you've made a thing you're proud of. So there's no way you can really fail in that aspect. Um, but you have to really convince yourself of that. You can't just say like, I make pins I'm proud of. You literally have to be proud of the pins uh, for it to work. And I feel like I've done that. I don't think there's any, there's one that I wish, I could redo, but I don't think it, it's not topical anymore. It's the, uh, the four women from the Mandalorian season one finale. I think it was season one finale. It might've been season two finale where there are, uh, basically the, I think they're, they're, they're used as a distraction so that, uh, the Mandalorian can do, go do what he needs to do. And so it's like, uh, Fennec Shand and the two, uh, actual Mandalorians and what's her name? I'm drawing a blank on it, but they're, they all come off the spaceship and they're like doing the, they're, they're killing everybody is what they're doing. Yeah. The pin looks good, but seeing it in person, I feel like I could have made it look better. Um, How so? Uh, I don't do a whole lot of color matching for most of what I, what I do. I, I put the colors in the design and whatever I get in the pen, I'm usually happy with. And this pen is just a bit dark. Um, mm. It's so much black in the background. And then, you know, I mean, that's how the scene was in the show, which is why I went with it. But it's just, it's so flat because it's so dark. Again, I've got it right here. Uh, I feel like I could have done a little bit better and maybe not just had the the square border on it. Um, I don't know what I could have done differently, but nor do I remember why we started talking about this. <laughs> um, just kind of like what was most important, I guess, you know, rocking stuff that you wear yes. that you're very proud, proudful of. Oh, absolutely. And that's spoken yeah. like a true artist. Like you want to, you know, be proud of the things that you create. And, mm -hmm. and I think when we're talking about like wearable fashion, like, like if you wouldn't wear your own pins and how you expect other people to wear those pins. Exactly. Um, Let's see. So yes, make stuff you're proud of, and then you can't lose. I love it. Um, 
Let's see, a couple more questions for you. What's something you wish you knew in the beginning of your pin journey? Mm, something I wish I knew in the beginning. How important colors are? <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, um, I don't think you need to get the uh, the color book. What is the... The Pantone, the expensive yeah. Pantone color book. Yeah, I don't think you need to get the expensive Pantone color book. Just know that your enamel pens that are made with a black metal background are going to be darker than uh than what you designed because you know whenever you're looking at on a computer you're looking at colors made of light like shining into your eyeballs and whenever you're looking at the pen with the black background they're gonna be muted um and there's a couple that i have that i'm like man i wish like uh the philly krueger murderer pony the the hat actually has detail in it but it's hard to see in a in a photo in person you can see it but i've yet to be able to photograph it where you can see that it's not just a big black blob <laughs> like it's an actual fedora um oh order backers from your manufacturer it is not that much more expensive and you don't have to do all that work when you're packing up shipments when you uh, say backers you mean the actual cards yeah the cards get them on the cards i only so far, I've only done it with the murderer ponies because I want them all to match. And uh, I love seeing when people order the murderer ponies because I can just throw it in an envelope, <laughs> like, done. And the other one is like, pull the backers off, you know. I mean, pull the rubber backs off, poke it through the backer, put them back on, put it in a bag. <laughs> like, it is, you know, literally five extra steps for every order or just grab a pen and throw it in a bag. So, or an envelope. It's not that much more expensive. Mm. Do you order backers or do you? Uh... No, I've done it once so far in my yeah. nearly six-year pin journey. I've only done it once, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, I just for for me, it's just easy to go to Staples and, and print them out. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'm crazy and I like the process of of doing it manually. Like I only dread it when it comes to like Black Friday and it's just like you got to spend <laughs> all day doing that. But like. Every couple days or so, just, you know, you do the orders that come in, stuff like that. It's somewhat yeah. manageable, but I hear what you're saying. I actually uh, have a buddy who prints them for me, so they don't cost me anything to my other backers. But what Ooh. I do is he, he does pins as well, but I'll design them. And that's like, I do the designs for him. And then he actually orders the pins and, you know, sends them to his own manufacturer. And that's how I, it's just a trade labor for cards and that has worked out great he's a uh, umbrella pins he only has a few so far but he does like uh not huge mainstream but popular wrestlers okay that's a lot of what he does yeah so they're really cool and it's funny because i'm i'm not even a fan of like mainstream wrestling i don't know anything about it like when i when you say wrestlers, I think of like Rowdy Roddy Piper, Junkyard Dog. That's the last time I paid attention to wrestling when I was like six. Um, <laughs> nothing wrong with it. It's just not my bag. So I don't know any of these guys. So he'll send me pictures and I'm like, where? This is insane. Like, what? What is this? <laughs> and then I get to make these sweet little like miniature, like caricature versions of these guys that they make into pens. So that's pretty cool to me. That's pretty cool. That's a sweet trade-off too. Yeah, I, I that, like that. That uh, his his name's Philip. Uh, on some of his social media, you'll find him as Dude with the Headband. Um, 
but Umbrella Pens is his pen company. And he does a lot of stuff like that. He helps in this area, in our little small community, he helps people out left and right. And it's always just like, oh, I'll do this for you. You do this. And it's it's very, very nice. Um, most of the vending that I've done has been at a little event that he puts together around here called C4, where every two or three months, he'll get 10 local, like, Toy collectors is mainly what they are, but if there's an extra booth, I'll take it and have my pins there. And uh, so that's cool because I get to look at old toys from the eighties and stuff all the time and then convince myself to not buy them. <laughs> or convince yourself to use the, the money that you make from selling pins. To oh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to oh, be dangerous. Dude, I traded one of the guys. He had, uh, I traded him one of my pins. I don't even remember which one, but he had this sweet Voltron pin oh. that, it's got the like the movable. oh that's cool yeah so yeah you're not far off there <laughs> sometimes every patches and pins expo i always just go around like okay i got x amount of money i'm gonna cap myself at this and just yeah. buy whatever i can yeah you have to i mean it'll just get out of hand immediately if you don't <laughs> yeah um okay i got an audience question i pulled or asked Instagram earlier, um, a non-related pin question. So this okay. is a pretty interesting one um, from Pins by Charlie. Uh, what inspires you? Uh, this is sort of like your final question there. What's the little thing? Uh, oh, not quite. I still wanted to ask that one. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. And uh, trust me, I've been racking my brain about it, and I have yet to come up with a uh, good answer. So we'll see what happens in the moment. <laughs> Um, one of my favorite artists, uh, Chuck Close, and I'm sorry to, to buck the question like this, but one of my favorite artists, Chuck Close, and I'm going to paraphrase here because I never get it right, basically says, and I mean, I don't mean to hurt anybody's feelings, but he says, inspiration is for amateurs. The rest of us just get up and go to work. And uh, what he's talking about is whether or not you are inspired you need to do what you do and in the doing of that thing you will get the best ideas you will find more inspiration in the actual act of creating whatever you create making your music you'll get more inspiration from actually doing it than you will anywhere else and so i kind of hold close to that because one of the other things he says somewhere else in that quote is if you wait for inspiration to strike you won't create a whole lot of work and it's true. So uh, that's one of the reasons I have to have these habits. Like I say, I go, I drop the kids off. I go to the coffee shop. I sit there for, a, a, you know, hour and a half to three hours, depending. And that's where I do all my designing. All of my social media work is right there. Because if I don't, you know, clock in and do the work, it's never going to get done. So I find inspiration in the actual doing of the work. <laughs> poetic but like i like that 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 resonates with me we all yeah. have our off days and stuff like that we're definitely not going to feel inspired some people work multiple jobs and stuff like that but the act of doing oh i can relate to that just forcing yourself to like do that even if it's not great you know in my, the neurons are firing off you'll probably think of like another idea or something like that like yeah absolutely that's, cool. that's where you're going to get the best ideas um 
I don't know if you see the wall of my own face behind me here, if you've noticed <laughs> or not. Um, I did notice, but I'm, I wasn't I'm, sure. <laughs> uh, I'm a painter by trade. Like I say, my degree is in printmaking, but I don't have a you know 20,000 pound press in my, well, it used to be apartment, now house. Uh, but you can paint pretty much anywhere. So now I'm a painter. Um, most of my regular income, my, my, my main gig, Pins is my side gig. My main gig is I paint pet portraits. I would paint people portraits, but what I have found is people will spend money on their animals, not so much on their children. So <laughs> most of my income comes from painting pets. And like you say, you may not want to wake up and like, oh yeah, I'm painting this dog today, but do the work. And in the doing of that work, it's going to be fine. You're going to enjoy it. The reason you're a painter is because you like painting. So just do it. Um, yeah. So, I love it. Just do it. Well. What the what pins. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, that came from somewhere else, right? Like, uh, no, I'm pretty sure you made that up on the spot. I made that up? Yeah, okay. yeah. We're going to go with that. I don't think, uh, I don't know if we can get in trouble for something like that via audio podcast. Whatever. Do you think it would be Shia LaBeouf or Nike that came after us? Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually uh, pretty cool, and I would consider that an accomplishment. Absolutely. Um, I know he gets a lot of flack, and he may not be the best human in the world, but he is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually watching and- um, Peanut Butter, Peanut Butter Falcon. The other day I haven't Hulu. seen that one yet. Um, the thing that I always have to go back to is the Sia music video that he did. Uh, that's when I was like, okay, he's not just the goofy kid in Transformers. He is like, th- there's legit talent there. And then I went back and watched a lot of his catalog and I was like, okay, yeah, I've been, I, I can't hold Indiana Jones against him. Uh, which by the way, I did like Crystal Skull. I know that's a, oh, you want to talk about, <laughs> that could be your tagline to get people like pissed off is he likes crystal skull like, that move sucks and then we'll get all the engagement we need oh i love it we'll have people vote on that um okay just a couple more questions this is going to be like the um the rapid fire this or that portion of the podcast the uh the world-renowned fan favorite section no i think the engagement just all drops from here um <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to ask you just a couple questions first thing that come to your mind just let's hear it Um, soft enamel or hard enamel pins soft enamel uh, I would say soft enamel all the way but there are cases when it's not the right thing but I'm a soft enamel guy I like the feel I like the look of it Uh, if you're doing like for lack of a better word portraits if you're doing people's faces Using the soft enamel and the glare that it gets to get that person's likeness is one of my favorite things when I see somebody who has successfully done that. Now, having said that, I cheat and go soft enamel with screen print to get the the likeness in the faces, like the uh, the oppo pen. Do you watch Kim's I Convenience? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was really my first pin that was successful as I did that one. And uh, when I do a celebrity pin like that, I actually like to reach out to them and be like it's your face like i don't want to do it unless you say it's okay and he was like yeah just send me one so he has an apple pin i'm pretty excited about that 
Get out of um, here. You were able to contact him? That's way cool. Yo, dude, uh, Paul, and I'm going to say his last name wrong because I'm an awful human son, Young Lee. Uh, he is fantastic. He is absolutely, hands down, my favorite celebrity out there. Uh, if you are unfamiliar, he is a giant cosplay nerd. Uh, he is a member of the 501st, which is the Star Wars. Uh, you said you're not huge in the Star Wars. That can be your second tagline. Uh, he likes Crystal Skull and he doesn't like Star Wars. Um, it's their their charity organizations that like if you go to an event and you see people dressed up as stormtroopers, those are members of the 501st and they do it for charity. But he's a member of that. And um, from that and probably also his acting chops, he's in The Mandalorian. He is now Star Wars canon. He went from being just a giant fan to being Captain Carson Tiva, actual character in Star Wars. But uh, yeah, he's fantastic. Reach out to to Angry Appa. He is the best. That is so cool. So cool. He's got a, a, a podcast and a couple YouTube shows as well. Um, um, Bitter Asian Dude is what he's under. Yeah, uh, I definitely, uh, I think I follow him on social media and I've seen like his Star Wars unboxings. I'm like, mm -hmm. homie's a big nerd. I love it. Oh, it's fantastic. Um, and it's crazy to me because, you know, he plays an... Uh, an older uh, Korean Canadian gentleman in Kim's convenience with a really thick accent. And then you see him actually talk and it's like this Canadian accent and it cracks me <laughs> up. Like, Oh man, it's great. It's, it, it, he seems like a, you know, it's acting. He's good at it, but he seems like, a, like how could this person possibly play this other person? Like, yeah. it's insane. He's so good. It's such yeah. a good series. Mm -hmm. um okay we got a little sidetracked but oh, sorry about that for, that for a really good reason uh, for a really good reason um <laughs> dyed enamel pins or glow in the dark enamel pins uh so far i've only done glow in the dark i think i don't think i've done any dyed enamel uh all of my enamel is black is that dyed some of it know, they but... will dye it black others is yeah. like uh i think they'll use like a black iron or a black uh black plated finish or something like that yeah i i think all of mine are black um i just like the illustrated look of it i guess with the yeah. black but i do i do like glow in the dark i've snuck that into a couple of them the, my pet monsters uh uh handcuffs glow in the dark and then the ebdb pin glows in the dark i I really wanted to, with the My Pet Monster, I didn't even want to mention that it glowed in the dark, but I couldn't help myself. I was so excited about it. Like, I, I would rather people have gotten the pin and been like, son of a bitch, this thing glows in the dark. Uh, but I couldn't help myself from mentioning, like, yeah, this ain't going glow in the dark, guys. <laughs> well, that's a pretty fun, like, revelation to have. Like, if you, you buy something, like, oh, shit, this does glow in the dark. How cool is that? I, uh, I did a series right at the beginning of the pandemic, I did a series of paintings and I'll be real quick about this, just 12 by 12s. I would do a painting a day just to have something to do. And uh, I did a, they were all like old toys and stuff. And I did a Furby and I put uh, black light responsive eyes on it and didn't mention it. So the person out there who has that, now, you know, if you happen to see this and there's, <laughs> it's got three eyes in the black light. So it's, it's super creepy looking. Oh, that's pretty cool though. Yeah, that's fun. Um, are you hashtag pin game strong or hashtag pin game proper? Actually, I don't know if you've noticed. I've been dropping this in there since I don't remember which episode it was. And I was wondering if you'd ever see it. I'm hashtag pin game confused. 
Wait, I can't remember who said that. Uh, someone said that. Hash- oh, was, was that Rob from Otherworld? It was either Otherworld or Bird Brains. I can't remember which one it was because uh, I was listening to the podcasts uh, in car line when I was waiting for my kids to get out of school. So it would, like an episode would end and I would just start a new episode. So I, it's hard for me to keep track of, you know, I maybe would only listen to the last half of one episode and the first half of another episode in one sitting. So I, it's hard for me to keep track of who's who. Oh, but, that's funny. Yeah. So you've been so, actually using that? Yes, I'm, it's in my... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure everybody does this. You have your notes file with all your hashtags in it and yeah. you just copy and paste. It's in one of my sets of, of hashtags is pin game confused. I was wondering, <laughs> I was like, is anybody ever going to notice this? So if you, if you search hashtag pin game confused, there are posts out there that will come up. <laughs> oh man. Uh, if this, if that actually becomes a thing, we might have to get that on the shirt. Yes, I agree. That um, would be funny. Previous to that, I was pin game strong. Okay. <laughs> but I, I literally went in and changed my pin game strong to pin game confused. That's hilarious. Um, Which is probably not good. I should probably put pin game strong back in there somewhere. <laughs> that's so funny, though. I love it. Um, where's your favorite place to rock a pin? Uh, I have a vest that is just covered on the front of it. Um, and the only time they get really changed is when I have to pull them all off and wash the vest because, it, like I say, South Louisiana, it, it's gross here. It's moist um, over there. All the time. And so <laughs> uh, whenever I wash it, I just take them all off. And it is a process um, to get them all off of there. And uh, then I'll change them out. So they, they stay pretty much the same for a little longer than I care to admit, but... Yeah, uh, yeah, and I I had a sweet Terminator pin, uh, where his it was the Terminator Two where half of his face was torn up and the eye would blink. I forgot who made it, uh, but I still have it. But it has to live on a pin board now because when I was trying to take it off, I couldn't get the locking pin to undo, and the post broke. Uh-huh. I was so sad, but uh, it still works, it still blinks, but it has to live on a pin board now until I can. I guess I could just two-part epoxy another post on there, but I'm afraid I'll lose it if I do. So, I feel that. I think you can buy backings. I've I've done this before, and then like super glued them, yeah, onto the back uh, of a pin. But you got to like file it down. Like, that's what I did. Uh, you can get those backers at Michaels. Um, I did. I oh yeah, I sent you the picture today. You didn't know what it was because again, you don't like Star Wars. But uh, no, it's not that joy- I don't like it. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> Not my thing. I got to say, I got to put that out there. <laughs> yeah, the, I did the droid restrainer bolts. Only did eight of them just to see if anybody was interested. Apparently nobody's interested. But yeah, I used those it for cuts. the back of it. Yeah. Um, so basically I have one that's on the lapel of my vest and the guy who printed them for me has one. And that's the rest of them. I may end up as giveaways if somebody orders a Star Wars pin or something like that. I've got the the two different Star Wars pins. But There you go. Um, who's your favorite Ninja Turtle? I got to ask this. Uh, growing up, it was Raphael. Um, I know like Michelangelo gets all the love, but to me, it was his, you know, I'm like I say, I grew up in the eighties, but I'm a child of the nineties and I fit right in there. Uh, and just his brooding bad attitude to me was like, <laughs> that's the guy. Plus he had the, it's, you say which one, he had the coolest weapon. Uh, like and up until that point i'd never heard of those the sigh and yeah. i was like what is this business 
And then a buddy of mine actually had some real ones because he did like competitive like karate. Uh, so with those, of course, it's just like weapons demonstration stuff, like the, I don't know, very slow dancing. I, what do you call that where they do the routine with the weapons? I don't um, know, but I just saw Cobra Kai. I think someone had the size in season four. Nice. And I was like, I, oh, shit, that's pretty cool. I haven't watched that one yet. But yes, I have had real metal size, size, size in my hands. And I was like, yes, is the best. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I, I, you ever mess with nunchucks, like real nunchucks? No, not real nunchucks. Toy nunchucks. Oh, you, know, you know what the best way to like hurt somebody with num- nunchucks is? Just uh, give them to them. <laughs> it you're instantly so going to want to do that thing. And oh, you're immediately going to do that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I, a buddy of mine uh, did another, it's a different guy, did karate. I know a bunch of nerds, did karate, and he had some wooden ones and knew how to, like, swing them all around all crazy. And I was like, I have to learn that. And the number of times you hit yourself in the head with nunchucks when you're trying to do that stuff is very high. Like, and it hurts every time. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, all right, last question. Rob, what are the little things in life for you? Uh, I was dreading this question. <laughs> I shouldn't have thought about it so much. Um, like I literally, you know, the first thing you want to say, I have kids. I have three kids. So the first thing you want to say is like, you know, my kids, that's the best. But hanging with my kids and I've, I've not been a person who plays video games since Mortal Kombat 2 on the Super Nintendo. And now since I have three kids of varying ages, uh, I play video games with them all the time. And just hanging out with them and doing that kind of stuff, that's the little things to me. My oldest is a musician as well. And so playing guitar with them while they sing is fantastic. Um, but, you know, my my 11-year-old, a video game nerd, so sitting down and playing Minecraft with that dude is awesome, you know. <laughs> and then my my youngest is six, so there's all kinds of stuff going on with that one. But uh, yeah, hanging with them and enjoying, being able to enjoy things from when I was a kid with my kids is the little things, like being able to relive the nostalgia with them. But straight up, they don't like anything I liked. So there's no Transformers going on. There's, you know, <laughs> none. Oh, wait, I take that back. My six-year-old likes the new uh, um, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance on Netflix. So we get to watch that. Dark Crystal is my favorite kids movie growing up. Um, so we get to do, I actually have the Angle of Eternity tattooed. I'm not going to show it to you because it's really old and not very good anymore. It was great then, but now it is. Uh, it needs to be touched up. <laughs> But that's pretty cool um, how you can kind of come full circle and enjoy some of the same things. And it's I don't know. I, I, I'm i not there in my life yet, but I, I'm sure that it's just like this just heartwarming feeling to like be part of something that they enjoy, that you enjoy and, and just seeing your offspring like enjoy the things that you once enjoyed i don't know it's, it's weird yeah. saying offspring but you know what i mean <laughs> no i know exactly what you mean yeah and um it's really more of a selfish thing of being able to watch cartoons without anybody being like 
man, you're 41 years old. Why are you watching cartoons? I'll be like, they, they're watching cartoons. I'm just here. <laughs> Supervising. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm making sure they don't burn the house down while we watch <laughs> this cartoon here. I love it. Um, well, Rob, you made it to the end of Pin Pals. Um, it was a great conversation. I had a lot of fun. I hope, uh, I hope you did too. Uh, of course I did. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you the floor. Uh, I'm going to let you give out your shout outs, let people know where they can find you. If you have anything coming up that you want to plug, now's the time to do it. Um, I don't have anything coming up. I do have one pin and pre-sale that I wish more people would pay attention, uh, pay attention to. Uh, after I did the Oppa pin, I started designing the, the dads of television pins. Um, and it's funny that I'm talking about this today because we, you know, we just lost Bob Saget. But uh, did you hear? I heard. Yeah, I didn't even like that show, and I got sad. But uh, I have Red Foreman from that '70s show that I'm got in pre-sale, uh, and I'm very excited about it. And oh, I meant to mention this earlier, actually. When I do pre-sales, a good idea is other people do pre-sales, and then they're like, "Oh, it didn't make gold, so we're not going to make it." That's not how I do it. I'm going to get this pin made. The pre-sales just mean I get to make it faster. So uh, if, if people would click on over to that and take a look at it, I would appreciate it. Um, I'm on Instagram, what the what pins, uh, Facebook, what the what pins, uh, TikTok, WTW pins. It has not been active lately, but I will get back to it since we talked about it. Um, yeah, I wish I had something else going on, but it looks like, you know, this Omicron is going to shut us down again. Yeah. I'm at the point now where I'm probably like going to get tested regularly because yeah. if you're not sick, you're getting COVID and neither is fun. So I might as well yeah. just know if I'm getting it. But yeah. Rough. But uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm in line for, yeah. Uh, yeah. On that bombshell. <laughs> we can't end it on that, right? That's high. That's top gear. We can't do that. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, you might have a, a, a discount code for our listeners. Oh, yeah. I haven't set it up yet. So what, let's decide what it is right now, and I'll make it that. I, I, did, tell, I did tell you what it was going to be. I can read uh, it to you right now. I have it in my thank notes. You. WTW Pals. All one word. Oh, yeah. I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, you said that's exactly <laughs> what you sent over. <laughs> yeah, WTW um, pals, all one word. Yeah, on your shop, what it's what the what pins dot com, right? Yes, enter that promo code and you'll get. I don't remember what I told you. Twenty five percent off. Twenty five percent off pins. <laughs> I have the notes. Uh, I can send that for reference. Um, Thank you, because I mean, you see. I'm a... <laughs> yeah. I'm old, man. Come on. We but we're both there. Um, I think we <laughs> might just make it into the same demographic. But uh Yeah, you're Rob, on the low end of that though, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, I don't wanna ah, I don't <laughs> care. I'm thirty one. Maybe yeah, maybe be, not the same demographic, but I'll oops. be forty two in close April. Enough. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. Close enough for me. I'm sure both oh, yeah, works. Are. Um, Rob, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Anyone listening, definitely check out what the what pins. You're gonna love it. Give them a follow on Instagram for 
a good dose of nostalgic content. I mean, we all need that. Thank you. I try hard. <laughs> I think it shows too. I think your pins are cool. They give that little dose of nostalgia and uh, gives us a little serotonin boost. Um, at least it does for me. So you're Thanks. a good follow. Uh, good interview. Good conversation. Again, I appreciate your time. And uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Rock and roll. All right. Peace.